What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. S, and this is the Mental Hot Podcast. I'm excited to come back with another episode. And this episode is called, I Never Asked for Your Trauma. I Never Asked for Your Trauma. And this episode is all about the young people, the kids, the little ones, our youth, our teenagers, who are already weighted down from birth with so much pain, so much hurt, so much trauma that they never asked for, they never signed up for. And it's not to blame the mothers, it's not to blame the fathers, it's not to blame the environment. It's just a matter of intergenerational trauma being passed down to our young ones and our little ones. And at the beginning stages of life, when they're supposed to be excited, they're supposed to be um, full of joy, full of life. And most times they are. But there's that undercurrent of pain and hurt that has been passed down to them as well. And then if they're in an environment in which the issues that have triggered that trauma for their parents continues, then they're left to try to heal and try to recover from the trauma that has been passed down to them in the environment that is still traumatic. So what do we do? Well, a lot of times what we do is when we see that that anger, that pain manifest, Oh, we want to we want to label them. We want to put the punishment in place, impose consequences, IEPs. Right. And then if they don't show or or display those feelings, that anger, that aggression or that sadness or shutting down and they suppress it. And then they stay in that state of pain. What happens then? Because they grow up with that pain. They grow up with that trauma. And if it doesn't get better, then the cycle continues. And I think we just have to look at it for what it is. Our kids didn't sign up for that. They didn't ask to be put in that situation. They didn't ask to, to come into this world with that level of weight placed upon them. And a lot of times being responsible to shift that weight, that's a lot of pressure. And it's it's not fair at all. And unless we do something different about it for our young men and our young women, what happens to the next generation after them? The cycle just continues. And y'all know me, I just don't, I don't want to do this lip service thing. I was talking about that at a conference at Rutgers this past weekend. And one of those things where we go to these great dynamic conferences and we just talk about the issues over and over and over again. We know what the issues are. Our kids are hurting. Damn pain. Where are the safe places where they can express those feelings? Can they do it at home? Can they do it in school? Can they do it in the communities that they live in? That's what we need to be asking ourselves. We no longer have to, you know, it's great to talk about the problems and 
And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we really need more solution-focused talk and solution-focused action. We need to get our young kids, our little ones, into treatment. Or at least give them the healing space to be able to resolve and start the process of getting better and, and repairing and resolving those feelings. Not the quick label of PTSD, not the quick label of an IEP. And in my practice, I understand diagnosis and and a lot of that's for insurance purposes. And that's all great. And sometimes it drives treatment. And I understand that as well. But let's get to the work. Early intervention. Emotional vocabulary. Empathy. Expressing your feelings openly. Without fear of judgment or shame. This is how we start the, the process of helping our little ones heal. And then we get the parents involved as well. Because if we don't help and work with the parents, it's going to be that much harder for these little ones and our young people and our teenagers to heal in environments in which trauma continues. Traumatic issues continue. So this is the Mental Hot Podcast. This is Dr. S. This is I Never Asked For your pain. I never asked for your trauma. This episode is called I Never Asked for Your Trauma. This is the Mental Hot Podcast. Be right back. So this is Dr. S, the Mental Hot Podcast, and we are back again. Um, we finished that first segment. Just do a little intro. I never asked for your trauma. And as I follow up and we never asked for our kids, never asked for this trauma. We really have to talk about us as the adults. Are we responsible for that trauma? And, I, and I'm talking, are we responsible for helping our kids heal? Not to place blame. Blame keeps us in a state of Sort of, it keeps us stagnant. It doesn't keep us growing just to, to point the finger at who's responsible. And we, we can look at, if we're talking about intergenerational trauma, then we can go back years and years and years and years ago when we were never allowed the opportunity to express how we felt when we were experiencing slavery, which is one of the most traumatic Occurrences that have ever taken place amongst a group of people. So a lot of us are still dealing with post-traumatic slave syndrome. The issues of slavery that have triggered traumatic issues throughout generations of people. So we can't spend time blaming, but we can take responsibility now. Our kids didn't sign up for this trauma. They didn't ask for it. So what are we going to do about it? What are some of the signs that we see in terms of our kids and our young people that they may have experienced trauma or they may be experiencing some traumatic events? 
And this is difficult because in a lot of communities, in a lot of areas, trauma is one of those things that just becomes the norm, a way of life. Being hypersensitive, being always on edge, being in survival mode is just a way of being. We have normalized it to a point where our kids are just used to it. You know, they, they just come into a certain level of space and they're on guard because they grew up in an environment or in a household where you had to be on guard, on guard and you're just sort of just waiting. You know that other shoe's going to drop. You're anticipating it's going to drop. The other shoe dropping causes you a level of anxiety. You're waiting for something bad to happen. So instead of waiting for something bad to happen, we function and move. Our kids function and move as if the shoe has already dropped. So I'm not even going to wait. In order for me to survive and overcome that shoe dropping, I'm going to start it up quickly. I'm going to let you know what it is. I'm going to let you know what my anger is about. I'm going to let you know I'm worried. I'm pensive. I'm on edge. Or I'm going to shut down. I don't want to go there. Because when I go there, it's, it's extremely traumatic. And it's an extremely traumatic experience. So instead of even talking about it, I'm going to just keep quiet. I don't want to talk nothing about my feelings. And trauma presents differently in each individual person. We know that trauma changes the brain. It changes who you are. We established that. Research has established that. Trauma literally changes our young people. It's changing them. So unless we decide, and I'm saying decide, we have to choose to do something about it. The issue will continue. How do we expect our young people to function in the classroom? To be academically ready to learn. When they have so much baggage and so much weight weighing them down on a regular basis that once again, they never signed up for. And then we have educators who, if they're not practicing in a space that's trauma informed, they don't know what's going on either. In trauma-informed schools, that should be automatic at this this point in time. I don't want a teacher who's trauma-informed. I want a whole school, I want a classroom, I want a whole environment that's trauma-informed. In fact, I want a whole community and I want a whole country that's trauma-informed. And in order to do that, we have to educate, have conversations about trauma. And having conversations about trauma sometimes triggers the symptoms of the traumatic events that have taken place. So as a result, people don't want to talk about it. And I understand and I get it. But in order for us to grow, we have to have those uncomfortable conversations. We have to stay in that uncomfortable space for a while in order to grow. And for our kids, we have to get in there early. You have to get them talking. We have to get our young men sharing their feelings. We have to build their emotional vocabulary up. 
That's the only way things are going to get better. And for our young ladies, we have to have those conversations as well. We have to build their emotional vocabulary. We have to talk about self-concept, self-esteem, self-worth, self-value. And if we don't do it, then our young people will continue to live in spaces and, and, and function and move carrying that weight. The weight that they never signed up for. So this is Dr. S. This is the Mental High Podcast. I never signed up for your trauma is the name of this episode. We'll be right back. Dr. S, the Mental Hot Podcast, I never asked for your trauma. The statement, the unsaid statement, the unsaid feelings of many of our young kids, our young men, our young women, our little girls, our little boys. I never asked for your trauma. And I could just sit back and imagine one of our kids saying that to their parents or wanting to say that. Why'd you put me in this mess? Blaming, not knowing that their parents often experience trauma as well. But a lot of times our kids don't have the space to be able to say that. So what this podcast is about, it's about utilizing my experiences over 20 years of working with young people, kids, as young as five all the way up to teenagers and all the way up to adults and hearing the stories, seeing seeing the challenges, seeing the issues manifest in school, in the community, in relationships, in their judgment, their decision making, and then seeing them be victimized by the system, the criminal justice system and the educational system as well, because they were never given the support that they needed. So as a result, our little kids that experience trauma grow up to be teenagers that experience trauma, that grow up to be adults, that are still trying to deal with that trauma. We have to do something different. When you see a young person, a little one, Start engaging them, especially if it's somebody in your family or somebody in the community. I'm not asking people to be therapists and counselors and do counseling on the spot. But what I'm I'm asking and encouraging people to do is to be more mindful that our young people never signed up for it. They never signed up for this. And do the basic counseling one-on-one things. How are you feeling? And probe. When they say, fine, I'm fine, I'm good. It's all good. Nah, let's go deeper. How is all? How is it all good? What's, what's going on with you? If 
for our little ones. Have that conversation. Get down on their level. And I mean literally get down to their level. Look them in the eye. Don't be afraid to play with them. Don't be afraid to to let them see you in in a space in which you care, especially for our young men. We need our brothers to get down on our little ones' levels and have these conversations with them early on, whether it's at the court. Check them. For our, for our ladies, check, the, check our little queens. Make sure they're okay. How they feeling? How's their self-esteem? How's your self-worth? We have to literally change the narrative or help our young people change the narrative. Remember, we can't heal people. We can't heal our young people that experience trauma. We can't heal for them. But we definitely can give them the space and the tools that makes them healing or their healing occur more rapidly and in a healthy way. Because again, they never signed up for it. So it's our responsibility. Let's not take the time, take the, the time and the, and the space to just blame each other. Let's say, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do in our schools? And I don't like waiting. One of the things for me personally and, and professionally as well, I just don't like waiting on administrators to make decisions about our kids when they know it's the right thing to do. They'll put money over our kids, the budget over our kids. You know what our kids need. And if they're not going to give it to them in the schools, then we create the programs outside of school. We make sure they get what they need. I often get asked, what's my cost? Or what's my fee? And a lot of times I just wish I could do everything for free, but I got to live. But I'm going to make sure our kids get it. I, I rarely turn anybody away. Speaking event, a group. I don't care if it's two kids, three kids, 300 kids. I'm going to get there if I can. Because I want them to know we care. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of people out here doing phenomenal work. And they care about these kids. I was at a great... Um, I was at Columbia High School in South Orange, Maplewood today. And it was about... 15, 20 kids there. It was just a, a, a snapshot of a mental health symposium. But I already got my DM. I got kids reaching out to me. They want to have that conversation. They want to talk about hip hop, but they want to talk about mental health, too, and how things have changed. And that's a school that's trying something different. And there are so many schools. I was at Piscataway High School. Shout out to them. Simon Youth Academy, Exit Valley School, all these schools out here in New Jersey that are saying, we know we need to have this conversation. You know, let's do it. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that opportunity because our kids never signed up for this, but let's make sure that we give them the opportunity to heal. And that's what this is all about. This is the Mental Hot Podcast. I appreciate the support as always. Make sure you follow me on IG at Mental Hop, M-E-N-T-A-L-H-O-P, or at Doc, D-O-C, dot, underscore, S. I conduct Mental Hop symposiums 
That's my platform, Mental Hop. I go into schools and I educate our kids through an interactive forum about mental health through the lens of hip hop culture. It's engaging, it's educational, it's empowering. That's what it's all about. It's all about a conversation. It's all about doing the work, caring about our kids, being compassionate, empathetic towards them. I wish you guys well, much success, blessings, peace, love. This is Dr. S, the Mental High Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace.